This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by fakingstarwars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a death stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? Storm Dopa memory is broke. Uh, make a podcast? No, cannot make a podcast. Buy new podcast, ChatGPT podcast. Welcome everybody after a long hiatus. The Mando Roundup is back with me, your host Storm Duper. Uh, We're very excited to be bringing you season three coverage of The Mandalorian. And with me in the studio is none other than Teeb Rontor. Teeb, what's up, my man? What's up is, uh, you know... It, uh, what's up is Grogu. Grogu is the is the reason for the season. He is why we are still keeping our Disney Plus. Everything else is garbage, fire, proud, trash, junk, diarrhea. Grogu is that green lightning in a bottle for Disney that they can just bankable. It's bankable. It's like bank. Marvel and Star Wars is all that's keeping me with with Disney Plus at this point. And if they yep. add ads like they're going to, it's gonna be like it's gonna be really hard to keep to keep them. It really is. I might have to start going into the pirate, you know, the pirate community. And you know, things didn't work out really well for pirates in this episode. They did not. Those Nictos and I believe there was a uh, who else is in there? Corian. A Corian. Yeah, he he bit the dust very hard. Davy Jones, as you said. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, I was like, yeah, we'll come to that. Yeah, um, but in any case, uh, if you haven't been here before for the Mando Roundup, my my uh, former co-host Gemma the Hut is indisposed with uh, hut hut duties. Um, she's, she's basically having a two-year poop. Yeah, she is. Well, yeah, she's been a busy one. So she's actually on the on the throne, the porcelain hut throne, making calls, uh, trying to snuff out her her enemies. But she may make an appearance this season once or twice, uh, depending on how things go with the uh, mobile recording unit. If we could fit it into the agenda gargantuan hut uh, lavatory. Hut hut lavatories are a thing to behold, by the way. They're they're not like the kind that you and I are familiar with. They they're basically swimming pools. It's incredible. Um, they poop where they you, swim. Have you ever seen a, a hut after they defecate? It's amazing. You you you've never seen a, a, the change. I mean, their entire body just it's like a squeegee. It just and they turn into this little withered worm of a person. It's quite quite fascinating. But case, isn't that how they reproduce? Actually, they poop out another hut. Like so, they yes. eat a lot of pizza. Like a lot, a lot of neck beer pizza, and, a lot of and times, then they poop out another hut. <laughs> a lot of times it happens at the same time, so they don't actually know if they've had a baby until they, they give their poop a shower. <laughs> so, <laughs> so any, did I have a poop or a kid? <laughs> or both, usually both. Uh, in any kid. case, um, what we'd like to do, this is a, a quick and snappy little roundup uh, of the uh, Mandalorian. Uh, and, of course, we're talking about episode one today. Um, and what a great way to start things off. So, uh, Teeb, would you give us your roundup on the roundup? Babies are amazing. Don't bring back droids to life if you don't know what the hell you are doing. Um, if you have a small door and you have, uh, you know, 
little little people on the inside. You might need a translator on the out. What was that? What was that about? I don't even understand. Like, what was this episode? This ep- like you always say that. What was this episode even? That's my that's my synopsis. Did what we go to was a puppet, this episode? A, a it was insane. Show? <laughs> it was like <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was like a Muppets. It was like a Muppets routine. The whole show was like it was like they were setting this up just so we could do this amazing faking Star Wars episode because they gave yeah. us so much gold. I, I don't even know. Like, uh, it was, it was amazing. It was incredible. By the way, I'm wearing my Babu freak is my, is my oldest friend. Oh, excellent. Yes. Those sure. are still available on our t-shirt store. Yes. At I designed this one. FSO I designed it. I was Babu very proud freak of this. is my oldest friend. I love it. Yeah, yes. Looks great. Yeah. You have to buy those fast. Cause you know, sometimes they go down like a uh, star, you know, Disney calls us up and it's says, only Metallica. They're the only bitches that don't <laughs> let us put up anything. Cause they're a bunch of bitches. Great. Great. Buy their well, new album though. You know, uh, right. It's on cassette absolutely. tape. That's really cool. That's bonkers. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay, can we talk about that really quick, though? Sure. It's like, you know, like when we were coming up, it was like, oh, you got to get vinyl. If you don't have vinyl, you're a poser, douchebag, loser. <laughs> so now it's like now cassettes are coming back. Who came up with this? Who decided? Like, well, might as well bring back the eight track. Mm. Or hell, let's just bring back, you know, sticks and rocks and making noises. Ah, I don't know. Well, I think, it's you know, I was playing that game, It Takes Two, and no spoilers, but there is a section where you kind of use a pile of 8-tracks as like a ladder and steps to kind of jump around, so I feel like 8-tracks are making a comeback to you. Is that one of those dumb games on Switch you're always trying to get me to play? Yeah. Because you don't have any friends? Exactly. It Takes Two and you're only one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a really remarkable uh, game. But as you know, the Mandalorian also it takes it takes two to run this podcast. Me to come up with the questions and you to offer the sassy retorts. So let's get to a first question oh, yeah. here. Um, so we do five W's: who, what, when, where, why. And so, Teeb, um, who decided to make this episode the safest, most saccharine, phoned-in, weird Muppet puppetry theme park episode in the history of anything? <laughs> Ryan Johnson. It was Ryan Johnson's doing. Ryan Johnson basically has some dirt on John Favreau, and he is like, "Look, you're gonna let me. You're gonna let me interject a lot of weirdness and wondrous <laughs> little creatures." And yeah, no. And it's like, hey, let's not have anything original. Let's just bring IG uh, eleven or eighty eight or whatever the hell his name is. Let's bring him back. You know. So let's not have his hero sacrifice mean anything at all. Let's just bring him back from the dead. It was strange. Like, I guess I thought he melted into liquid metal like a Terminator. <laughs> he melted. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He did like the Terminator, right? Like with the yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, like the thumbs up. And so he's liquid metal. They they found his parts somehow, uh, reconstituted him. And and then in a very, like, another homage to the Terminator, he comes alive as like this, yeah, like, Terminate, Terminate, I'll be back. Yeah, like it's so on the nose and bizarre. I mean, terrifying, really. Like... The contrast yeah. between that scene and then the the puppetry scene of the doozers from Fraggle Rock rebuilding yes. him like this is the same show in thirty two freaking yes. minutes like yes oh, oh yeah I can't wait till we get more into this yeah what was your question yeah yeah so, <laughs> why did we look like why did it look like the Muppets I mean it, and the, we've Kevin even mentioned the uh, the crocodile hunter at the beginning you know like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. That was a nice misdirect, though. That was a good misdirect where we thought it was going to be Din Djarin's, like, you know, origin story or whatever. Yeah. And then it was just some random kid. Yeah, just some random kid who's deciding to, you know, become a Mandalorian. By the way, I found out some disturbing uh, news about Mandalorians. 
and Boba Fett. Do uh, tell. Somebody tweeted this. I'm not going to even try to tell you who. I don't know. Somebody tweeted the original concept uh, for the character design for Boba Fett, and he was originally going to be a shock trooper, which is essentially, fun. if you like, you know, translate into our world, that's like an SS trooper. That's like a you know a a, a death head trooper, like the Gestapo. The so, only thing about his original design that I think I've read was that actually it was a similar armor, but like all white. Like yeah, a, and like he, yeah, he was going to be all white, white. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is like even more like Aryan kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about like the no. not the hero worship, the villain worship that is being bred out of this entire you know uh, franchise at this point. Um, it, it it seems to be a running theme. And so basically, if you like Star Wars, I'm just going to say it. You're basically a fascist. So this little kid was trying to become a little helmeted fascist. And, you know, they all wear their helmets. They're not allowed to take off their helmets, which, you know, brings up a billion questions. Mm. But, yeah, so I, I did appreciate that misdirect. Um, and then the, the giant alligator thing that came out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, so how much time are we going to spend on this dumb creature? Like, Like, let's fill up. Like I even said, like, it's like we're just filling up screen time at this point like bringing back uh ig he's you know running around on the floor like you said like the terminator like what was the point of that it was just dumb <laughs> like oh i don't know anything about computers or droids but i'm gonna try and bring this droid back to life that you you wanted to have as a statue but i was like no i want to take down my you know like it's like unforgiven who decided to which one of you dumb son of bitches hung up my friend in front of you, you know, the, my dead friend in front of your store. And he's like, Oh, it's me. And he's like, shoots that guy. You know, it's like uh, the same kind of thing. It's like, why did they make a statue of him? And was it, I first, I thought it was a statue, but I guess it was really him. It was sort it of a no weird sense. mock-up of some of his pieces and some new pieces to kind of fit them together. It brings up the ship of Theseus problem. Really. It's like, if you take yes. out little pieces of IG 69 and yes. screw them around Navarro, which one is the real IG 69 or IG 11 in this case? Sorry. That's really, um, a, that's a good, like you're, you're, you're going above our intellect level when yeah. you bring up these kind of like, I know about that because of vision. Uh, there's a, there's a theory about vision and about how is he the real vision or not in this ship of, Theseus, yeah. Interesting. So like, interesting. Well, yeah, it was it was a weird beginning. I mean, I kind of like Mando coming about like doing like a Steve Irwin, uh, you know, I might let me blow up your crocodile for you, mate, with my, you know, it just it blows <laughs> what the crap out of it. What am I Stick my blaster right up its bum. <laughs> the guts were amazing. It was a cool scene, right? Obviously, yeah. this is what everyone's been waiting for for over a year, I guess. Um, but yeah, like mm. to take that scene. And interrupt, you know, the sacred moment of a baptism, like a Mandalorian baptism. That was that was quite interesting. We saw our first really full-on religious ritual. Um, you know, it's just the, the the weirdness of this episode just keeps you keep thinking about it. It doesn't stop, right? Like, <laughs> it's like he he gets up there and he's like, "I believe in one God, a uh, Maker of all mankind." <laughs> Like he's reciting the creed, and then rah, here's Steve Irwin, and then boom, let's go watch the puppet show. And then like, what the hell? I really think this is the product of post post pandemic lockdown intoxication. Poppers and cocaine, and I mean, whoever, spice, whoever wrote, somebody's hitting the spice. Whoever wrote the script to this is definitely in a state where weed is legal, right? Like, so. cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> 
All right. So, so I'm um, getting back to the puppet show characters, the Enzelins. Um, what are the chances uh, of inspiring a genius bar type of, uh, you know, tech shop at Best Buy or something, uh, full of Babu freak dressed Enzelins at like a Disney theme park? That's it. That's what we're gonna have Vegan do for us. <laughs> vegan is going to make that ad. He's going to make, come to, come to, the genius bar, broken, your iPad broken, iPad broken, and then, and then they have to be like little douchey ones, right? Like, ah, oh, you don't have an app, oh, you don't have a you, Mac, you a bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, really pretentious. Oh, and... you get blue screen of death, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. No, I love how condescending these little <laughs> yeah. creatures can yeah, be. Yeah, they just cut so you down. Like, <laughs> they're like, you're just basically a functional retard compared to us. <laughs> it's like, why did you even try to bring this this robot back? Are you stupid? The, the only question I have, like, uh... like, like, how did Mando get in there? Did he crawl through that little door? Like, it's, <laughs> right? it's like a they cat. Didn't show that. Like it's like a little cat door. Like like do they have a full size door? Like surely they need a bigger door to bring in the people who need the robot service and stuff. But no, they just have this little mouse hole that they crawl in and out of. And then you have Reef Karga out there like translating the obvious. It's like we don't have anything for uh God, Action Jackson to do in this scene. Uh I don't know. Maybe he has to translate the very easily to under very easily understood little puppet creatures so that was weird because I, I actually left my subtitles on because i don't like to listen too loud at night at three in the morning to don't i don't want to wake up uh mrs duper but i couldn't tell like how intelligible it was but then i was like no like this is actually completely intelligible <laughs> anyway that yeah the comic relief there was appreciated but just bonkers bonkers do you think babu whole, freak whole was actually one of relief. them did he, What's that? Was, was Babu Freak there, do you think? Is he one That's of what I wasn't sure. Like, they all look alike to me. I can't tell which one's Babu Freak and which one isn't. Like, it's it's kind of like I actually thought I saw Boba Fett in the opening um, baptism scene. Hmm. Um, some of the, the – one of the guys wearing the armor in the front there, I was like, is that Boba Fett? And that's why I was like, that sure looked like his armor. So that's kind of the only way I can tell the Mandalorian. I mean, honestly, that's the only way you can tell the Mandalorians apart. So what are they called, Aslan? You're you're sounding a little racist here. First you say all Mandalorians look alike, and now you're saying all Anzellans look alike. Anzellans. Um, T, I'm a little bit worried about your level of wokeness. Um, You're going to have to turn it up a bit if you're going to continue today. Sorry. I will apologize (laughs) because it's been a while since we podcasted, and that's the only time that I even try to be a little woke for you clowns. Because otherwise, yeah, I'm basically broke. I'm not woke. Well, I I love that scene in spite of the fact that it was completely bonkers off the wall. I mean, the doozers from Fraggle Rock, who knew they were going to make an appearance in Star Wars? Like, fantastic. Do you remember the doozers episode where the Fraggles were trying to, like, help the doozers not have to, like... Because remember, the thing is the doozers would build the buildings and then the Fraggles would, like, knock them over and eat them. And then... Mowgli or whatever the hell her name was and Red and they were like, ah, we should not do that to the doozers. Oh, <laughs> those poor doozers. They make all these buildings. And then they like didn't, they didn't like eat them, right? And so then mm. they were like, pr- there was like a problem. There was like all these buildings all over the place and the fraggles weren't eating them and the doozers started like using heavy drugs and stuff. Do you remember that one? They started using like heavy drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they had no purpose in life. That's so there amazing. needs to be like a, a complete as, as I gotta write it down. What are Anz- they called? Aslan's? Anzellan. Anzellans. Why do I keep saying Aslan's? 
Anzellans. There needs to be like a whole thing where like the Anzellans like don't have a purpose anymore because like uh, I, that would never happen though because there's always going to be droids. There's like always going to be a need for droid repair. Mm -hmm. So they're good. They're 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 golden. They're not going anywhere. But yeah, no, the, I did totally think doozers when I saw them the first time. But again, we saw them the first time in Rise of Skywalker. That's true. Well, we saw one. We saw Babu. So it's nice to know that he does have family and friends because he's kind of weird. But well, his family. I don't know if they're friends. I don't know if he, that guy has any friends. Well, he does have one friend. That's right. C three PO. So so thinking about uh, unique species, right? Obviously, Grogu unique. Um, mm. And this is his third season, and it's he's, we know he's at least fifty two, right? Um, mm -hmm. So when will Grogu stop needing speech therapy and start actually talking in an intelligible manner? I saw some idiot on Instagram that said that the reason that Bob the, that Grogu doesn't talk is because Order sixty six traumatized him so much that he doesn't want to talk. But I'm calling Pudu on that because he he um, he makes noise. He vocalizes. He, he no. vocalizes. That's what I was for. He makes he vocalizes. You know, he grunts and he he makes a little cooing baby. He's a baby. He's a 52 year old baby. So he's basically like, uh, I don't so know. He's like maybe some the leader of the fans. free world. He's yeah. a functional baby, <laughs> baby right. man person. He's like a lot of people that run these websites these days. You know about Star Wars that uh, you know they get into they get their undies in a jumble about you know Star Wars. So actually, no, I do think that this season will be focused on what's what's Grogu's first word going to be like. You know, like mm. like like since he's a baby, they're going to be what would his first word be? Papa. Right. He'll, his first word will probably be like. Murder. He's he's bloodthirsty. <laughs> I love how bloodthirsty that little guy is. He likes watching people die. Yeah, he I don't know if he's it. done with the force. You know, to be honest, he keeps referring to it. And he clearly has force powers. We know from the trailer that he pushes some alien creature with a force. Well, he was using the force to, to to turn the chair. <laughs> the yeah. Oh chair. yeah. Did you notice that he was he was using the force because I was like, wait, how is he do? Oh, he's using the force like force push the chair. In circles, it's like spinning it's, it's a like barber. bring your baby to work day. It's like bring your Grogu to work day. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, just sitting around spinning while you guys are running your mouth talking about God knows what. I'm a baby. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we had we had real estate. We had like Zillow here. Like I've got this great plot for you, and it'll set you up for life. You know. I forgot yeah. about that whole real estate bargain scene. That was crazy. Well, um, where will Mando take Boca Raton? Um, Boca, Boca, what's her name? Boca, 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 Boca Raton on their first date. And when will they start grinding out other mandalits for Grogu to squeeze the life out of? I, there's this place in Boca Raton that he can take Boca Raton to. Uh, they have wonderful escargot, um, nice valet, free valet. It's uh, very nice. I've seen some celebrities there, actually. I could give them the, you know, if they want to contact me on Twitter, I'll, I'll be more than happy to give them the name of the restaurant. So can I make a confession to you? And, and don't don't repeat this to anybody um, because nobody's going to hear this podcast. But um, when Boca Raton, uh, Boca Raton, um, Katie Sackoff, I think is her name. Yes, when Katie she Sackoff. Was, when she was lounging there in that throne, um, I had to readjust uh, my uniform. I thought really? she looked pretty hot. Yeah, I I never thought of her as like a ooh, she's a sexy little vixen. But um, yeah, it seems like they're playing up her like seductive kind of side with the way they had her 
lounging there. Um, and I really do think we're going to see some sexual energy there between Din Djarin and, and Bukatan. It's it, it is possible. I mean, I know where you're going with that. She had kind of like a like a feed me grapes kind of posture going totally. there. Like Cleopatra, kind of right? Yeah, like Cleopatra. Mm. Yeah, she definitely. I can almost hear the director saying, "Own the throne," right? Like that's your like. But she's kind of like the the queen of nobody, you know, the the crown king, nothing. To go back to Metallica, it's like she's she's sitting there, and all her like minions or whatever. She's like, oh, they went off on some damn full you know mission <laughs> so i'm just kind of sitting here too. like what what are, what are you gonna have what are they gonna do with this character at this point to your it, to your point it I does don't know. seem like she's in the depths of depression i mean yeah like waking up and eating pancakes and like i don't want to get oh. out of bed i don't have a home planet Let, anymore give me some pancakes um so well, I let's can talk about the sexual energy. innuendo she even makes a line She's like, well, go get the dark saber and come bring it back and swing it all over the place, and they'll <laughs> they'll follow you anywhere. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it obvious for the cheap seats, bro. <laughs> Totes malotes, man. That was the sexual. dark saber too. It's like, uh, hey, okay. Once you go dark saber, you're never gonna go back. <laughs> you never go back. I love it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean. Maybe they won't play that up in the way that I'm I'm hoping, because um, I love it when Star Wars characters grind each other. Um, I think it's fantastic when they get together. I am definitely a shipper. I ship everybody. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, like what else are they gonna do with her? Like, is she gonna resist Mando? Like, if he becomes the leader of the Mandalorians somehow? Like, so so well, I guess we can talk about predictions later. But like, let's say he does go to the sacred waters and and spritzes him, yeah, spritzes himself in the bath and comes back a rejuvenated man. Then everyone's gonna be like, oh my gosh, you've got the dark saber. I'll follow you to my death. And then he's gonna have this clan with him. It's gonna be the the Mando clan, and they're gonna just go around the galaxy with Grogu like wreaking havoc. Uh, nobody would be able to stop them then. I mean, then Katie Sackhoff is gonna have to get off her throne and do something. Um, what would you like to see Katie Sackhoff get off her throne and do, Duper? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean... If she takes if she, if she takes up arms against the Mandalorian, then you know they're gonna fall in love, right? I mean, they have to. Until he takes off his helmet, and she's gonna be like, "Ooh, no thanks." Right, right. Interesting. For me personally, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not of that persuasion. But he just doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do it Sorry. for you. Doesn't do it for you. Old brown eyes. Yeah. Old brown eyes. You know. Yeah, he's um, better when he has his helmet on, as we've established with Bo- uh, uh, Boba Fett as well. So because his acting with the constipation. <laughs> All I can see now thanks to you. Yeah. I know, I know. So why uh did you hear earlier this week or maybe John Favreau has to come forward and explain the timeline of this? I mean, it's a kids show and he had to come up for like Grogu was trading with Luke Skywalker for two years and so much things have happened in the time that like it sounds like the rails are off and there's just so many shows they can't keep it straight even for themselves does that bode well for the series like that he had to do that I didn't even know there was that much of a time jump so he was with Luke for two years yep in Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett that that whole little scene where he's jumping around the lily pads two years yeah Two Oof. years of leapfrogging. <laughs> <laughs> Two years of playing Frogger. I hope you got to eat some of them, you know, frog eggs. Speaking of frogs, uh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't hear that. That's that's yeah. 
like you said, that's not a good sign. Um, I did hear somebody, I believe Cam Ray was talking about the time travel aspect, time travel, time jumps. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. God help us if they ever actually have time travel in Star Wars, like canon Star Wars. I mean, Rebels has some time traveling, but uh, depending on, you know, it's sort of dreamlike in a way. It's surreal. yeah, yeah. It's like portals, like like open up portals to other dimensions and times and stuff like that. It's kind of like the dumb Lego special where it's like you know, uh, Ray's like I'm helping Luke Skywalker blow up the Death Star. It's like that, you know. It's like right. No, you didn't, stupid. That's well, that's a fantasy. Didn't I mean, happen. which would Shut you up. prefer? Would you prefer time travel in Star Wars, or would you prefer like a genre, um, genre mix-ups or genre? What are they called? Genre crossovers. Um, for example, I mean, we're already kind of getting a soft genre crossover here with Mandalorian and Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, like. <laughs> Because you have Davy Jones there on the starship, and like you blew up four of my cruisers, I'm not forgiving you, matey. Um, like what was up with that character? Are we gonna see more of him, or is that just a throwaway? Because he his design was bizarre. Like, yeah, have we, you we ever gotta seen... talk about Mosshead. Like, what the heck was that? Have What's you ever his seen name? the Dark Gro- Crystal? King Grosius, whatever. What was his name? Gorian, King Gorian, something. Hmm. Have you ever seen the Dark Crystal? Long time ago, my friend. He gave me Agra vibes. I don't know if you remember Agra. Agra? Mm. With the eye, and she looked like, like a walking poop kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there there's a lot of like um, Jim Henson Muppets. influence here, right? Tons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gorian Shard. King Gorian Shard with, with a moss face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what I thought was really funny about the pirates is like this, the like <laughs> weird hill to die on, bro. But okay, it's like, uh, like... This used this used to be my bar, <laughs> yeah. but it's a school now. Yeah, but it used to be my bar. So go in there and get me a drink. Um, it's a school. Yeah, but go get me a drink. Okay, how about I just kill you instead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what a weird flex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm a pirate badass. It's like going to Tampa. Like if you've ever been to Ybor City, there's like there's like a tattoo parlor. I'm not exaggerating. Every five steps. Hmm. You walk, there's a tattoo parlor. There's a tattoo. I mean, it's it's insane, right? And it'd be like if all of a sudden, like, some dirtbag shows up in Ybor City, and then all of a sudden there's just, like, a school there, and he's like, oh, but I want a tattoo there. That's my <laughs> tattoo place. And it's like, well, it's a right. school now. We'll go make me a tattoo. <laughs> it's like, who wrote this? Sh-? Like, who it's said so that? so weird. This will be an interesting – I mean, we're talking about it. I'll give it that. It's the most bizarre kind of flex, it, like, in the gang world. What? And like that's your badass move. Go make me a drink. As I recall, wasn't Grogu in the school? Like, is that the school Grogu went to for? Is that the one where he's eating the macaroons, the space macaroons? Yeah, Yeah, that was probably macaroon school. Yeah. So I mean, macaroon school. Bizarre. I I don't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that didn't have bar vibes. Like when they you know showed that scene, like it didn't look like it was a converted bar to me anyway. So, I yeah, that felt like filler. That felt like hey, we need to justify an asteroid thing. Um, because you know reasons. Uh, but yeah, yeah wh- where are they going to go? Like a better fight, like a picking a better fight for that. It was just dumb. Did they get that from like some fifties western or something like that? Like the man who shot the the you know Liberty Valance or whatever. Like like do I not? John Favreau. I don't think like I don't think he pulled that out of his ass. I believe like, even as weird because it's too weird. 
Right. It's like too weirdly specific. He must have gotten that from like a Bonanza episode or some like Gunsmoke. Sure. Something like that. So if any any of our um you know sixteen billion followers want to clue us in on <laughs> why the hell the pirates decided to have that weird flex and get four of his guys killed like that's that's a dumb thing like if i'm if i'm one of the pirates one of the underlings i'm be like really you like we're about to have like a a full-on like okay corral fight over you because you can't get a drink at a school are you stupid and i'd shoot that guy i'd be like look yeah we're not we don't run with that guy anymore he's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) and like i'm in charge now that guy's a moron (laughs) very strange very strange all right. Especially with a Mandalorian standing there right in your line of sight. And you know he's got like an arsenal of crap and he's got a reputation. No, that's just stupid. Um, they, you know, what is it? You know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. They definitely check those boxes. Totally. I agree with you. I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of stuff as the show develops because I have no idea where we're going. Like, you know, I would like to hear your prediction. I mean, is this going to Mandalore going to be the capstone of the episode season? Is that the last thing we're going to do, or is that just going to be on the journey? Like, so, so, TB, you have thirty seconds to give us your um, prediction for the next episode of The Mandalorian. Okay, the next episode is he's going to go to the mines. He's going to take his bath, but there's going to be some kind of thing that he didn't do right. So he's going to like lose the dark saber. Um, not in combat. It's going to be stolen by probably the pirates. And they're going to essentially extort him to get the Darksaber back. And then Sabine Wren, who is leading Mandalore now or wherever the hell, I, I hope to see Sabine Wren. So I'm just going to keep interjecting her every time you ask me what's going to happen. Sabine Wren mm-hmm. is going to make an appearance. Sounds great. Sounds great. Oh, that was a good 30 seconds, by the way. Very, very good internal clock. Um, Thanks. So, yeah, I... That's an interesting idea. I I was holding in a fart the whole time, so then oh, you know after the thirty seconds, that's like how long it usually takes me to hold in a fart. At least you're not like a hut on the toilet. Um, so okay, <laughs> in the toilet. Interesting, <laughs> interesting idea. Literally. <laughs> I think. Okay, so if things hold true to where that the way episodes have developed um in the past i think the next episode you're going to see is going to be like a trash episode like a throwaway episode you know um ice spiders or something like that where they're going to go somewhere and do some little in you know some little story that's self-contained that really has nothing to do with the plot you're not going to see anything that's consequential um like he's going to go somewhere to try to find a memory chip for ig69 it might be Kajimi or it might be, you know, one of these planets. Uh, he's going to ru- you know, rummage through the uh, the Goodwill bin and find, like, this chip. And then, you know, IG-69 is going to come out you know, speaking like, uh, he's going to have a Scottish brook or something, that, you know, or, you know, just something like that. And then, you know, of course, there's going to be some creatures and adventure. He's going to have to kill something to get this memory chip or whatever the heck. And uh, then we'll have our, our, our IG-11 back. So something like that. So that's where I'm going. Here's the thing with the memory chip. This is like some Cherry 2000 crap. Like, okay, <laughs> it's not your memory. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a different droid. Like right. like the little... 
Well, it must and just be in the bios. Anzellan there's says, some there's like there's like layers of memory. Like you know, Van Zellen explained to him, you know, very technically, uh, the, this part of the bios is corrupted. And you know, if they had gone into that, it would have been a little bit too technical. The the, the little guy just goes, uh, memory chip Bokan, Bokan. You know, he can't he can't get into the details here, right? I mean, we're already they don't say the letter too R. Yeah. They never say the letter R and and Alzanians. Is that or, is that their language? Like, they, they, there's interesting colonial aspects of like, is that a pigeon English that they've created, or is that actually their language? And they just they are actually very intelligent. Okay, they can speak a lot of languages. <laughs> okay. They choose to mock the basic speakers. Ah, yeah. I like it. I like it. So yeah, right. So it's... you're gonna at some point see a completely fluent. Aslandian, whatever the hell they're Al Alzanian, Albanian, whatever. <laughs> Albanians. Albanians. <laughs> Albanian puppets make an appearance in Star Wars. Finally, the nation of Albania Albanian. rises. Like the Disney Plus subscription rate in Albania shoots through the roof. We're all puppets. Yes. We matter. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, uh, but anyway, you're gonna find oh. a really smart one, and he's gonna basically reveal that because it's like Ryan Johnson, right? He's he's gonna be like, "Oh no, actually, we speak completely fluent. We just mm. really hate you people, <laughs> so we, See, we like, talk to you like your babies." <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to visit like the Enzelin, um, like uh, MIT equivalent of their universities, <laughs> like Enzelin Institute of Technology, and there's just these little little tiny buildings everywhere they've got their little <laughs> their little um uh you know welding equipment and everybody you know you got the guys walking down in campus you know with their their airpods in and like ah my bag of pumpkin you have coffee with me today baby you know and they just they're, they're going out they have their little clubs and everything like i would go i would go to enzel and university i <laughs> Like, how about how even more? Like, what if what if there's like a janitor Enzelin on the planet, and he like he sees some of their formulas on the wall, and oh, like you know, hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good good Babu hunting, you know, like there's a therapy. Oh, Can't you see him God. like with a little monocle, like explaining <laughs> yeah, geometric exactly. figures? He's like triangle have a 180 degree. <laughs> oh, it's great. Gosh, you can milk that for days. Okay, they team. are my favorite new character. I mean, honestly, since Grogu, I mean, yeah, they're they're great. They really are. Let's hear your best scar rating, Teeb, for this first episode of season three of The Mandalorian. Oh, well, I mean, comedy wise, it's like a five mm-hmm. because it was just hilarious to me. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was it was hilarious. Um, two overall. Two out of five. I think if they had given Bo Katan more stuff to do than just sit there and look forlorn or whatever, and oh, no, go go get the dark saber. Like why why even have her in there? I did like the fact that they didn't kill Cara Dune. They left a, an open for her to return potentially, so that was kind of encouraging. So like they kind of um, tried to backtrack on the fact that like oh yeah we fired her ass for posting something on Twitter that was a little bit you know inappropriate. Yeah, I mean it isn't like she was Dilbert, Jesus, you know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's they said she went into special forces, which like 
that's that's nice that 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 means that in some capacity at least the creators of the show the showrunners at least are giving her an open because that's disney that fired her probably not the showrunner like john favreau doing i'm sure john favreau wasn't like yeah we gotta fire her right but i know a lot of people don't like talking about her or whatever but i i just think that it, it was nice so i'll give it I'll give it. I'll give it a two and a half because of that instead of just two. So two and a half Beskar. I was. I was actually surprised that they included that because it wasn't necessary. I mean, you know, Mandalorian. It was for me. I well, wanted to yeah, hear. But I mean, what like in terms her. of the plot, it wasn't like Mandalorian had to like be like, what about this person and what about that person and what about that other guy? You know, that could help. Like, I mean, it it was just a little bit unnecessary. But I thought it was fan service. It's sort of recognizing. Well, but like, you, what did you think about the exposition being like? Mando talking to Grogu, basically talking to the audience, <laughs> like explaining, and this is where this is, and that's what this is, and right. you know, it's like, yeah, basically, you're 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 not only talking to Grogu, you're basically giving exposition without having it be, you know, like a like a like a flash screen. Meanwhile, on blah blah blah, whatever, you know, it was like, yeah, he was basically narrating through Grogu for us, so. What did you think of that? Was it getting old, or I mean, he's always kind of done that, but it's it felt like there was a lot of that in this episode. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know more than usual. (coughs) I'm not really sure. I mean, the guy there was just so much in general. It's really hard for me to zero in on any one thing to have an opinion on. Like, I mean, you like you said two and a half out of five. I was gonna say I would give it a solid seven out of ten. Like enjoyable, fun, definitely silly. Um. Mm. A little bit all over the place tonally, like for sure, and also like I didn't, I didn't really. They're doing what I always hate in Star Wars, like TV shows, which is like the video game mm. plot. It's like now we have to go oh, here yeah. to get this key to unlock this box to get this sticker to put in my book, you know. Um, and I just that's kind of what was going on here, right? He he has to go to the island to tell them that he's going to be a Mandalorian so she can tell him where the Mandalorian things are under the city but, and then go find IG-69 to help him go to the planet to find... And I, I don't really care for that, like, style of storytelling. I know they can do it now with a volume. It's really easy to just put in, like, a bazillion different planets in 32 minutes. But how about one... How about... Like, that's what I loved about Andor so much is, like, there was, there was so much restraint. It with with that with that and it felt bigger because of it to me at least but um so mm. I, I would give it a seven out of ten I think it was good um but again like there were certain questions I had like did did you get at all like why does he need a robot like why does he need a droid <laughs> he just said <laughs> he just I need cool. a droid so I can baptize myself like any thoughts yeah like, no I I definitely felt that that was tacked in there i thought oh i guess uh taiki waititi wants to come back on the show is is what i what i gathered and we're gonna take away his hero's sacrifice by bringing him back is what i gathered i mean i'm as all opposed about... to giving us a fresh character that we could actually have a new you know and inve- be invested in hmm. which is Wait. what i would like to see I'm all about IG-69's cousin, like, making an appearance. I think it's fine. Like, he's a droid, whatever. But I just, to me, there needed to be a more clear justification for it um, yeah. for, in terms of the plot. And then it just it didn't make any sense to me, like, why he's going from there to there to there. Like, I don't know. It, it, it was almost like a Greatest Hits album, in a way, of the first two seasons. Like, we got to see all mm. our favorite characters, and, and then, then let's... Uh, Some know. of our favorite characters. I was going to say, though... Here's the thing with the video game thing. 
how do you make something not be like a video game plot these days? Everything is quest driven. Right. I mean, even Andor was quest driven. It was just like you, to your point, it was more restrained. It was more drawn out, but essentially there was a quest in that there was a MacGuffin and there was like a, a spy mission. And, you know, you could argue that that's like a video game too. He has to infiltrate and all that good stuff. So I, think, I, I, I just kind of am getting like, a little like not not annoyed. I'm I'm confused almost to the point where I'm not able to kind of put a distinction between a normal story and kind of a, a video game plot at this hmm. point. Maybe because hmm. I play so much so many video games, I just you know they're we, getting to be like that. Well, I'm playing a stories. video game right now, so when I finish, I'll I'll answer your question because um, right now I'm a little bit distracted playing this video game, trying to open up this box so I can do this thing so hold on one second almost okay no let let me know when you when you're when you're ready yeah in any (laughs) case well you know it bodes well i thought it was a great 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 show in general looked great um some awesome stuff so lots to get lots to get excited about for sure this is gonna be a great show here uh the mando roundup uh, please tune in every week we're gonna try to get these episodes out uh, as soon as we can each week it is hard sometimes but uh, please understand, we're doing it for you. So um, go ahead, Teeb, and uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they could find us. I don't remember. Well, you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram, at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash real faking star wars and please submit questions for us on twitter especially with this uh especially with the mando roundup because we're doing these five w questions use the hashtag fsw radio or the hashtag mando roundup and we'll try to read it next week you can also get All official right. fsw shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash fsw merch and you can follow me on twitter at storm duper you can follow me on Twitter at at T Brontor. That's T E E B R O N T R. And follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. And we'd love it if you could support us on Patreon for creating this wonderful comedy parody and satire for you. Sign up. You get to support us fakers financially so that we can keep making this great content that you love, and you'll get a reward. Um, and it's as little as a dollar a month, Teeb. Just one measly credit a month. Think of how many Albanian puppets you could like feed with that, though. <laughs> I mean, don't give us the money. Give it to the Albanian puppets. <laughs> and have, have you, you written, written us a review Have yet? you written us a review? I don't know. Have no. you written us a review? What about you? Have you written us a review? Huh? Uh, I plead the fifth. Half our reviews were written by faking Star Wars staff, I think. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that. Oh, God. Boken, you Boken. <laughs> By the way, my favorite line of this episode was "Bad baby, no squeeze." Bad baby, no squeeze. That needs to be on our. That needs to be in our new shirt uh, uh, rotation for sure. I think. But you have just, you? I think you, you just came up with wonderful. the title for this episode. <laughs> there you go. Bad baby, no squeeze. <laughs> it's like no woman, no cry. It's like bad baby, no squeeze. Amazing. <laughs> They are kind of reggae, those those Anzolans. Yeah, they, they do kind of have like a reggae Albanian vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you? Have reggae you people, Albanians! <laughs> have you people at home, have you, any of you, written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really does help us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. 
Um, we'll try to review, re- read funny reviews on the next episode as well. And one more thing, we recently have uh, merged our discords with Camray of Camray Semi Productions, and so you can head over to his Discord channel um, and to join in discussions with all things Star Wars, cat memes, and else. And other By stuff. the way, we would never ask you to change a review score. If you gave us a review and it was terrible, we would never come back to you and cry like a little bitch on Twitter and say, could you please make that a five-star review because I disagree with your assessment? Because that's just a bitch move, and we hope that there aren't any bitches out there. Right, right. As always, stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for a quality Star Wars comedy parody and satire. And thanks to you and all our little critters following us listening. And of course, Teeb, may the foe be with you. See you next time. Yeah, and go get me a drink. Absolutely. Out of that school. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. You're going to take a laser blast to the face for that one. <laughs>